0: I can't tell you how many times I've seen a very junior doctor show little or no interest in the specialty that they are actually working on because it's not surgery or it's not cardiology or whatever it is that they want to end up in. It doesn't work like that. Life doesn't work like that. It doesn't make you seem more committed to surgery or hematology or whatever. It just makes you seem untrainable.
1: Welcome to a doctor's view with Doctor Polivios, a podcast discussing everyday topics in health, fitness, and mental well-being, as well as providing an insight into medical life and its challenges. Please note that all opinions of the host and guests should not replace advice from your own doctor. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another podcast episode. This episode is mainly aimed at medical students and foundation year doctors, but given the large number of questions I get from non-medics about career paths in medicine and also about my job as an anaesthetist, I thought it'd be a good idea to have a chat about it. I see a fair number of medical students throughout the year when they come to theaters for a taste a week in anaesthetics, and this is something that wasn't really offered as much when I was at medical school. Anesthetics tended to be a specialty no one really knew a whole lot about until after they qualified and actually started working in a hospital. When you came to theatre as a med student then, it was to shadow the surgeons and watch operations, not spend time with the person at the other end of the table looking at monitors and writing down numbers on a chart. I promise I don't just mean Sudoku. I have to start by addressing something that In my opinion, a lot of medical students spend far too much time stressing over, and that is choosing a specialty that they want to go into without ever having experienced it. And I've met some who know what specialty they want to go into even before they've started medical school, and then they start stressing over the process of becoming a surgeon or an oncologist or a neurologist or whatever the specialty that they have in mind is. And whilst it's lovely to have a goal in mind, I feel they're is this unwarranted need to choose something and stick to it right from the beginning or else you're not showing commitment to a specialty or that you feel you're missing out on something. And I get it but I'm also here to say that from my experience you really don't need to put so much pressure on yourself so soon in your medical career. Medical school serves a lovely purpose other than obtaining a medical degree it gives you a little bit of insight into each specialty. But what it doesn't do is give you an insight into the day-to-day life of working in that specialty, or even the work-life balance of a specialty, which may not seem so important when you're 23 and can get by with two hours sleep a night. But believe me, that really quickly begins to change. And this is something that only after you spend some time working in a hospital can you really figure out. For example, I knew that I wanted to be a surgeon. Without question, I knew. I based my work experience around surgery, my elective during medical school around surgery, and even chose my foundation year jobs that that's the first two years after you qualify. I based them around surgery. I then applied and was given a place in a surgical training program and spent two years as a surgical trainee. And after the first six months of those two years, I knew I wanted to leave why didn't I leave sooner? Well, I never really thought about other specialties and didn't know what else to do. You see, what I really should have done was have far more of an open mind. What your first year and to some extent your second year of working does after you qualify is it never really shows you exactly what you want to do. But what it does do is makes you very aware of what you don't want to do. I knew very early on when I started work that a medical specialty like cardiology, for example, was something I wholeheartedly did not want to do. And the reason for that was very simple I hated the ward rounds. I find them very difficult to enjoy. And a medical specialty tends to spend a great deal of time doing ward rounds because the majority of a patient's management involved the history, the investigations and tests, the diagnosis, and treating that diagnosis with medicines. Now, of course, medical specialties do have their fair share of procedures as well, such as angiograms and endoscopies and so on, which are carried out by doctors. But this wasn't enough for me. The practical stuff versus ward round ratio was just not high enough. Now, surgery, I knew had ward rounds, but I knew that on the whole, they were shorter and that was appealing. Plus, I love working with my hands. I love design technology at school. I love to make things and tinker, and surgery seemed like a fantastic option. So there I was, a surgical trainee. And unfortunately, I very quickly began to hate it. Why did I hate it? Well, sadly, a large number of my seniors gave me no real. Option but to hate it. I worked in some departments that were very unpleasant indeed, mainly due to the people who I was working with. And I won't accept the excuse of character building. This has its place for sure when the end goal is to make you a better person, a better doctor, a better surgeon. And even that's debatable. And this can be seen in the army, for example. And I like to think that I'm a thick skinned person. But what made this different was I felt these people didn't want to see you become a better person or a better surgeon. They simply saw you as a target and a way of taking out life's frustrations and they couldn't care whether you succeeded or not. And this takes its toll when you work your guts out to do everything you can to help a unit and all you get back is venom. But I like to think that, and in fact, I know that this isn't always the case and surgery is a specialty is a wonderful specialty that sadly at the time I lost little respect for purely based on a very few number of people. I speak more about this actually in a previous podcast episode about professionalism and bullying and I'll put a link to that episode in the description if you'd like to have a listen. But ultimately that's not actually why I left. In fact the Rageaholic's inadvertently did actually help me become a better person. An example for this was I I was in theatre as a surgical SHO and my registrar at the time kept shouting at me, uh, instructing me really loudly and was basically just Being a bully for no reason, to the extent that the scrub nurse actually said, Can you stop shouting at him? And this actually threw him a little bit. And he tried to act somewhat remorseful and said, Oh, you must really hate me. I'm always having a go at you. And I just simply said, Of course, I don't hate you. You taught me exactly how I don't ever want to become. And he didn't speak to me for the rest of the case, which was fair enough. So yes, it's very easy for me to say that it's because of the people that I worked with that I didn't like the the specialty. But actually, I found myself not enjoying the specialty even when I was working with lovely consultants who helped me enormously. I disliked the job outside of theatre. I loved actually being in theatre. I loved the atmosphere, the banter between the staff, and the rapport you developed with the patient, who you were literally going to open up and see inside of, and the trust that they had in you, even when you were really junior. They didn't know the difference to some extent. But the ward jobs that followed, and the countless calls from a busy A and E of uh, for a surgical review, I just didn't really enjoy that. And don't get me wrong, I love a busy day that you lose track of time of, but the type of work that was keeping me busy just wasn't for me. I went on a date a number of years ago when I just left surgery and had applied for anesthetics. And as usual, dating protocol dictates. We began talking about jobs and she asked me why I left surgery. And my simple answer was, it wasn't fun anymore. Now, this woman looked at me just so bemused at this and said, but it's work. It, it's not meant to be fun. And needless to say, we didn't see each other again. Of course, work's meant to be fun. You spend most of your life there. How can you expect to be happy at work if you don't find it fun? I can't imagine not being able to enjoy the work I do, to, to laugh at the people I work with, or make a joke, or even take a joke. And sadly, whilst I could do all of this in surgery, the job itself made me not want to. It drained me. This isn't because surgery is a bad specialty. As I said, it's a wonderful specialty. It's because ultimately it didn't really suit me. So why anaesthetics? Well, I I still hated ward rounds. This will never change. But I knew I loved theatre. And I found myself becoming more and more interested in the physiological side of things in surgery and began taking interest in what the anaesthetist was doing watching them put in central lines, intubating and so on. So for me it wasn't so much of a logical progression as it was a natural one and it's a decision I haven't regretted. For any non-medics listening, yes an anaesthetist is a doctor. The number of times a patient is surprised when I introduce myself as Dr. Bolivios is quite a lot, often saying I didn't know anaesthetists were doctors. This is one of the re- many reasons I actually introduced myself as Dr. Bolivios and not Paul and I do talk about more on this in the professionalism episode that I have linked. So a typical day starts with seeing patients who are due for surgery, pre-assessing them, coming up with an appropriate anaesthetic plan. Then we start the list and spend the rest of the day in theatre anaesthetising each patient. You keep them alive during the operation and then wake them up. And that's what I love about it. I can devote myself to one patient at a time and do the very best I can for them and then move on to the next patient. And I found I can do this more in anesthetics than any other specialty I've worked in. It it suits me. Patients also don't realize that the anaesthetist is present throughout the whole operation, constantly making adjustments to the anaesthetic and the ventilator and giving medications and keeping the patient's physiology as stable as possible as the body responds to the different stages in the surgery and then safely waking them up. I was chatting to a pilot and I explained what I did and he told me I just thought you gave an injection and then walked off and I told him that's like saying I thought you just got into a plane, took off, hit the autopilot and then fell asleep. I'm pretty sure there's more to it than that. And in a way, if you're not medical or had never had an operation before, why would you know this? And I once had a medical student say to me that he didn't want to do anaesthetics because it's a bit boring sitting at the end giving drugs and looking at monitors. And I just simply said to him, it's it's boring because I'm doing my job properly and I can show you an exciting anaesthetic, but you probably won't want to be a part of it. And that's the thing on the on the, on the surface of things as cheeky and as arrogant as he was, he may have a point, but that's because he was seeing a fit and well 18-year-old on the operating table having a simple procedure. And with patients like this, an anaesthetic is pretty straightforward on the whole scheme of things. What he didn't see is the very unwell 80-year-old with a bad heart, bad lungs, who takes two carrier bags full of medications and in need of a major operation at 3am because they'll die without one. And that's when you spend the whole time fighting to keep them alive whilst the surgeon is, doing, is trying to operate and, and do the life-saving procedure. And what he also didn't see is the on-calls when you're called to a because someone's taken an overdose and they're unconscious and barely breathing. Or the practical things like inserting a central line or arterial line or doing an epidural on a labour ward or spinal blocks with C-sections or nerve blocks or even pain management for certain patients. There's a whole raft of things in, in anaesthetics. that, uh, and And the thing is, I believe most specialties have these hidden things that unless you witness they don't really spring to mind. And the other thing that medical students and foundation doctors forget is that if everything is going really badly and you choose something that you find yourself really not enjoying, it's not the end of the world. You haven't lost anything. You're still young and at the beginning of your career, you can choose something else. Personally, a career is a long time to be unhappy and any educational supervisor that you would go up to will happily help guide you if you're unhappy and want to choose something else. They know the right steps to take then to make it as easy as possible and to cause less harm as possible, shall we say. And even for those who have chosen something just because they have a relative already in that specialty and they feel they have to carry some sort of baton, I've seen this too, just because it's for them doesn't mean it's for you. Be true to yourself. And the most important take-home message from all of this is don't dismiss a specialty rotation just because it's not what you want to do. I can't tell you how many times I've seen a very junior doctor show little or no interest in the specialty that they are actually working on because it's not surgery or it's not cardiology or whatever it is that they want to end up in. It doesn't work like that. Life doesn't work like that. It doesn't make you seem more committed to surgery or hematology or whatever. It just makes you seem untrainable. People talk and in a hospital, a bad reputation is really hard to shake off. Don't have tunnel vision. Keep an open mind and you might find you enjoy something that you're really quick to write off early on. With that, I will leave you. As always, please look after yourself. I'm Dr. Bolivios. Goodbye.
1: Thank you for listening to A Doctor's View. If you're enjoying the show, please don't forget to subscribe or follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting platform so you don't miss a future episode. If there are any topics you would like considered for the show, please get in touch via email at adoctorsview at gmail.com or visit adoctorsview.uk. And be sure to follow the show on Instagram at a doctor's view for some behind the scenes posts. See you at the next episode.